Hello and welcome to Guy Perryman Interviews. Our travel companion today is Decapella, Disney's a cappella group from the US who were very happy to be back in Japan for shows across the country. The conversation took place at Universal Music Head Office in Tokyo in July 2022 and was first broadcast across Japan on my Inter FM radio show. Enjoy the journey! It is wonderful to welcome Dee Capella. Hello. Hello. I've got all six of you here, so I'm really, really happy and lucky. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Let's go around the group and you can introduce yourselves and you can tell us your specialist vocal style. Perfect. I am Kaylin Kelly and I am the mezzo. I'm Morgan Keane and I'm the soprano. Antonio Fernandez and I'm the vocal percussionist. Orlando Dixon, I am the baritone. I'm Joe Santoni and I'm the bass. RJ Westner and I'm the tenor. And you all do it sound exactly like you should sound. That's the bass, yes. <laughs> well, welcome back to Japan. Thank, Thank you very much. much. I hear you, you're here for quite a while, so you've got a bunch of live shows coming up. What are you looking forward to here in Japan? Oh, my gosh. I'm personally looking forward to getting out in nature. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't necessarily have the chance to do that uh, last time we were here, so to be able to go hiking, that type of thing, and, of course, food, ramen, mm, wherever right. I can find ramen. <laughs> okay, well, the Japanese listeners will always want to know, what's your favorite food here? Oh. Man, great question. Uh, I mean, I think we have a ton of sushi fans in this group. Uh-huh. Ikura. I love oh, Ikura. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other? Depth sushi. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ramen. Okay. Uh, dorayaki, onigiri, tamago nigiri. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> my, my favorite is yakisoba. Oh, yes. brilliant. Yes. Fantastic somewhere, having a bit warm, but you're here at a great time of year because there will be all sorts of cool things happening. There'll be matsuri and festivals, so I hope you can get out and you know, really enjoy Japan. That'd be great. That'd be great. We've always wanted to, me and uh, Antonio have been talking about hiking around Mount Fuji. Oh. It'd be beautiful to get out there and see yeah. that. And, yeah. Nature here. Going to go to the top? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, hopefully not pass out along the way. <laughs> Loving the album Magic Reimagined, some beautiful tracks. Now, I love the Magic track. Mm. That's a beautiful one. And it's got some amazing percussion in there, too. Can yeah. you give me some percussion? <laughs> I can't remember how I did it specifically on that song, but... A little hard through the mask. Yay! Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, it's a really beautiful piece of music. And I was thinking that the Disney canon, there is so much music there. Yeah. How do you decide what you're going to record and perform live? Well, it's a collaboration between us and our team and Deke Sharon, who produces a lot of the music alongside the team. So it's uh, really just a, usually starts with a conversation and then kind of from there it grows. Um, and, and, you know, we try to coincide with because of the Disney canon there are a lot of anniversaries and so a lot of the music is celebrating you know a lot of this legacy that exists as well right do any of you have a favorite song to sing absolutely for me it's RJ's arrangement of colors of the wind just around the river bend i think all of us really have a good time singing that one that's mine as well <laughs> because with the new arrangement that we have now I'm singing in that song, which I absolutely love doing that. And to me, it just feels like, first off, the story in that song is so profound. And so to be able to use the human voice in this acapella fashion, I feel like just deepens the roots in that emotional experience and brings us together. And then the audience can feel that for sure. Yeah, I have a really deep love for a lot of the songs that we're premiering in this new tour. So it's exciting. Like half of the show is brand spanking new. And so we get to song, sing songs like Nobody Like You from uh, the new Turning Red film. And we don't talk about Bruno. All these new arrangements. So I'm finding love 
uh, in specific moments of these new songs. There's this huge canon to select from, but all the new music that's coming out too mm. now. I and mean, the movies are just booming. It's a great time to be in the movie biz and the singing biz, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, the cool part about being the ambassadors of the Disney songbook, if you will, is that we get to tap into the legacy of Disney all the way back to the very beginning. Uh, we're doing some of the earliest Disney songs in our new show. But as it comes to new releases, uh, we've actually had a couple of really cool opportunities to be at the forefront of new releases and get to do our covers of uh, things like Starting Now, the princess song that was released last year, um, Nobody Like You from Turning Red, these kind of songs that are brand spanking new, we've been able to get our hands on them and put our decapella spin on it. So it's really cool to, uh, to be a part of that like long-lasting legacy. I should probably ask you, do any of you have a favorite Disney character? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll start. Um, Remy from Ratatouille and Snow White. Oh. <laughs> My favorite Disney character is Darth Vader, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's got to be OG Mickey Mouse. Uh, uh, Aladdin for me. Doug from Up and Rapunzel from Tangled. Scuttle from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> you mentioned Darth Vader. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm very happy that Disney is now a part of the Star Wars universe, which you must be happy about too. And I, I love your cantina version two yeah, on the album. That's really cute. You must have fun singing that one. It is so fun. It's so incredible to take that piece of music from John Williams and the way Deke was able to transcribe it for voices is absolutely incredible you get all of those little nuances that you love from the original song and then some surprises here and there i mean antonio introduces the song live with like a full like chewbacca yell it's incredible <laughs> and my 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 star wars heart just beats so profoundly every time just Brilliant. wait till you see the choreography too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. in the live show in the live yes. show ah oh, oh, so do you love dancing too Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say we all love dancing, love grooving to this music. It's, it's very catchy. You must all love performing live. Is that the best place to be, do you think, live on stage? Absolutely. Yeah. I think so, That's yeah. probably, I know we've all been talking about food and fashion, but like I'm really looking forward to performing here mm -hmm. in Japan. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since we've been able to be back on stage in, the, in full capacity, like at a high level in this way. So I'm really looking forward to just like leaving everything on stage every night. Like I've, I've been preparing for two years, so I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, you must be very happy that you can be back on the road again. Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. I always speak with people about the power of music and, you know, you guys make music that makes our lives happy. But what about for you in difficult times? Do you turn to music? Yeah, I think um, without going into too much detail, like the pandemic was a really rough time for me specifically. Um, I think everyone is, uh, you know, trying to find their new, carve out a new space for themselves around like boundaries when it comes to their mental health, their emotional health. Um, and music was a big solace for me. Like it was, it was, it was what I needed. Um, and I think that the gift that we get as, as entertainers and specifically as vocalists is that I get to sing myself happy. You know, that's why I want on stage. It's more about being in service to the people because I get to sing on my own my, at my house. I get to love what I'm doing in my own private time. But when you get on stage, it's, it's in service to other people. So I really, really found that that was the thing that kept me, for lack of a better word, alive. I think 
to Orlando's point, during the pandemic, you know, as a group, we recorded a ton, dozens of songs from home. And that was a very new experience for us. We were used to being in the studio for three to five days, you know, recording a ton of songs and they would release them as an album or as singles. And then now we're having to do it from our homes. And I think that it not only like gave me a lifeline to what it is that I do and what I love and what I know I'm good at, but it gave me a lifeline to this project. And it made me, it, it gave me hope that this wasn't over just because the pandemic had taken live performance away from us. And it, in a way, it was kind of, you know, self-motivational and self-inspirational because I realized, oh, there's so much of the technical side of this that I can do on my own. You know, we were self-producing our sessions and, you know, they couldn't fly in a producer to sit there and run the computer for us. So we all had to learn those skills. And I'm really proud of the work that we did during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm proud of who we are now and the sound that we have now and how we've been able to develop as a group in spite of that obstacle. And I think that it is translating in a really, really profound way in our live show. Mm-hmm. You've gone from pandemic where I guess you didn't get to see much of it each other for a couple of years and here you are I believe you're living in a group house in Japan is that right <laughs> are you sick of each other already well we have our own rooms we do have our own rooms we spend a lot of time together and it's nice to be back in person because you know seeing people in a little box on a zoom screen isn't quite the same right, right. <laughs> The radio station this broadcast is going out on, Inter-FM, our catchphrase is find your colours and it's about diversity, it's about bringing people together, it's about encouraging the listeners to live the life they should be living. Do you have any advice for anyone, for everything you've experienced in your lives, if someone's going through a tough time, any advice or how to find your colours? I think finding your, that's a beautiful um, mantra. Um, Finding your colours is about, uh, it has a, a lot to do with, when I hear that, what resonates with me is unlearning unlearning a lot of what you've been conditioned to think and do um, and figure out for yourself and creating new spaces for yourself what what your life will look like. I think that's how you find your colors, really going within, finding being introspective at a certain point in your life. And then that's how you kind of find your colors because the color, like how you paint in the world, it all starts here and then you're able to start internal and then it transcends into external. I also know, you know, everyone has their own strokes. So I feel like with that isolation can be a new time to refine your own voice, to rediscover your own voice. So kind of that same way, it's just rediscovering, being willing to be brave in that and to to spend time to get to know yourself. That way you can then go out into the world and know what your authentic voice, image, vision, and connectivity to everybody else truly is. For each of you, did someone or something come into your lives early that got you on the the road you're on today. Well, I know for me, Bobby McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin? Yeah. I discovered him when I was 10 years old. And I had always loved music and acapella, but I was kind of just the beatboxer, weird kid that was making weird sounds. <laughs> but he was the person I was like, oh, wait, that, something like that, where he has this incredible way to incorporate the audience with the music experience. And it's this whole psychological kind of primal way of music. And I like it because it's different than your regular pop music. It kind of gets into the undercurrent of what connects us all. And that's something that I love to incorporate with what we have here, acapella, purely voice, and then also just beatboxing. It's more than drums. It's a way of like using vibrations to connect with people. For me, it was, I had a great uh, middle school voice coach who kind of took me under his wing and I learned about a bunch of artists and he was like, you need to keep singing, like you are a singer. And um, having those people in your life at an early age is so powerful. I think 
it's it's a testament to how important education is and having you know people that um, can really uplift and shape the course of, of your life that was something that got me to where I am today and, and ultimately I would be nothing if I didn't have amazing teachers both my parents um, were radio broadcasters so I was surrounded from you know with music since I was a child and so just being around them and the inspiration that they gave me and all the music that I got to hear from all different genres was incredibly like inspiring. And then also, as RJ said, my educator in high school is the one that truly found that passion within me and found my voice. And I ended up following in her footsteps and going up to college to pursue music professionally. And um, just, yeah, the people that you meet in your life that take you to the next level as a musician, it's so important. Inspiration. Yeah. I did my first lead role in a musical when I was 12 years old. I played Dorothy and it was really just for fun. I just knew I liked being on stage and performing. I overheard some adults talking at the Christian Youth Theater, and they said that you could do that as a job. Like, that could be something that I could do for the rest of my life. And from there on out, my voice teacher really, really pushed me and gave me the tools I needed to be where I am today. But ever since I was 12 years old, I started working really hard to be where I am today. I was going to say, here you are today. Yeah. <laughs> I also think a big aspect of this is it's is a calling. And we don't know why we feel it, but it's like, even if I tried not to be singing or not doing this, I would still be detouring back to this, like in some capacity. And whether it's, whether you're doing it as a hobby or you're doing it professionally, I know for me, like, I've been fortunate enough to do this for the last like seven or eight years, just performing. And that's not easy to do, but it's like, I can't not do this. Do you know what I mean? So there really is kind of a, a powerful thing that kind of connects us to, to doing this. And we, we couldn't stop if, if we tried, really. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. You've all mentioned about how important it is to connect with the audience too, and you love performing live. Mm -hmm. What do you want the audience to go away with after one of your shows, do you think? I hope that they leave feeling better than they did when they walked in. And if they felt great, I hope they feel amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> the goal in any space that you're in service to people when you're on stage is that you hope that, that there's a shift. And so I hope that whatever that shift is for people coming in, whether it's to get more joy, whether they came in depleted and they feel filled up, I hope that they get that, that inspiration. You're in Japan. I know you've been here before. You're here for quite a while. Is there one thing about Japan that you absolutely love you'd love to share with the world. Oh, man. Oh, uh, well, let me think of the 10 things really quick. <laughs> All I know is, I mean, everything about Japan, just the people, the culture, um, they're so respectful here. The audiences are so kind and so generous, and they just want to indulge in everything that you're giving them. There's just this, this feeling of love and unconditional love here in Japan that I appreciate so much, and it's unlike any other country in the world. I feel like every time I come back here, it feels like a second home. So, yeah, just to... Be here is a dream. Yeah. I just love the cleanliness and the organization. <laughs> and when we were here last, I took that with me back to Orlando and I completely rearranged my room. I took out the <laughs> trash can from my room. I was like, put that in here. And just really getting down to like what actually matters oh, uh, and simplifying things. So I just love that aspect. Again, the same thing of just kindness and care. The most culture shock element that I had in my entire trip here in 2019 was landing back at LAX. Everybody honking their horn. I'm like, oh my God, I miss Japan. So, yeah. yeah. Culture shock in reverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're leaving Japan. We're going on a journey. You can each have your passport, a credit card, and your mobile device. What's a must-have item if you're going to just 
get out there. Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Google Translate, uh-huh. hands down. I live in Spain and I'm learning the language there and wow. I use it every day. I use it every day here with wow. Japanese. I mean, just like reading the directions on food, like how do I heat this? How many watts do I turn the, the microwave to? Yeah. So it's for me, that's game changer. Okay. One step before that, a Wi-Fi pack has been, a, <laughs> has been absolutely a saver. Okay. Um, yeah, in order to have Google Translate, you gotta have your Wi-Fi. So traveling around with that, for sure. All right, anything else? Uh, Maps, just so I know where I'm going. Oh, maps. Yeah, I, I, I need to. I need to know where I'm going. I don't have a great sense of direction. So, <laughs> for me, it'd be my AirPods. Being able to just listen to music or like nice meditative calming music. Oh. It's kind of interesting to listen to that like calm music while being in the chaos of like Tokyo. Oh. Helps me to soak in the beauty more. Well, for Japan specifically, a fan. <laughs> or like something to cool you down. Yes. Yes. Cooling. <laughs> Uh, I like to have a book. I usually have like my iPad or like a Kindle and sometimes I'll just like go and sit somewhere and read and then I'll get bored and I'll people watch and then I'll get bored and I'll I'll read again. Uh, So yeah, traveling, I like to have a book with me for sure. And while you are traveling, you can have one travel companion with you. Someone from history, someone today, anyone in the world, who would you love to sit down with and have a conversation with? Oh, <laughs> it's my cats. Oh. <laughs> I, would lo- I would love to talk with all of my cats. You talk to your cats? Well, I actually do. Yes. Do they talk back? Uh, no. Oh. I wish they did. <laughs> I, I know what they're feeling, though. I can see it. There you I go. can yeah. tell. <laughs> I personally would love uh, the travel companion to be Denzel Washington. Oh. Just mm-hmm. to learn from everything I've learned from him so far online, to be able to travel with him, I feel like I'd be able to really like soak in the experience on an even deeper level with him. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Travel with, have the conversation with. Ooh. I'm going to probably say my partner. Yeah. Okay. That's somebody I know. We're going to be able to talk. He's probably going to be more adventurous than I am. <laughs> so, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my father, he's my best friend, and uh, I could talk to him just about anything, and it'd be amazing to have these new experiences with him and have him open his eyes. He's not a big traveler, and so just, like, getting him out of his comfort zone is always so enlightening and, like, really cool to me to watch him expand. Yeah, my fiance for sure. Yeah, I, I, I want to be with her, for sure. And if not her, maybe someone who I haven't met someone who's historical or whatever, probably a musician, someone like Paul McCartney or something who I could just like pick his brain and just hear all the crazy stories that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Definitely first answer would be my husband. We got to meet each other and fell in love traveling. So I know that we're great travel companions, um, but also Anthony Bourdain. Uh, I would love to travel the world with Anthony Bourdain and experience culture the way that he does. Yeah, that would be really fun. Eat your way around the world. Exactly. That's, that's my goal. <laughs> I just realized, too, traveling, you guys are so lucky because you don't have to hump musical instruments around. Right. <laughs> just, just these yeah. weighty chords. So I was going to ask that question, how do you keep your voices so healthy? Um, Proper hydration. That hydration and really, for me personally, not talking. Or oh, sorry. not to talk. <laughs> no, 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 like, here's the thing. I, whenever I lose my voice, the main reason is because I laugh. And it's usually because of these two. Um, whenever I'm around them, and any, every, anybody here, really, um, laughing makes me lose my voice. So just trying mm. to remind myself of that and, okay. and not talk as much. And, you, know. you said hydration. Hydration, for sure. Just making sure you're on top of your water game. And then also just, you know, hot drinks, teas, honey, any of that steamer, steamers for your throat. Right, right. Yeah, lots of therapeutic things. Right. 
Your Japanese fans are so happy that you're back again. Last question. What would you like to tell them? Thank you so much for supporting us still after three years. It's been three years since we've been here live and we're, we feel so welcome back. We want them to know that this show was made with our Japanese fans specifically in mind. We picked their favorite songs from the old show and some brand new ones that we think they're going to love. And this show is, as I've said before, our love letter to Japan. And we hope that、uh, they walk away feeling rejuvenated and refreshed and feeling The, the transformational experience that they've given us,、uh, that they walk home with that as well. We love you. Oh, there you go. Di Capella, I love you too. <laughs> Thank you so much today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. For more interviews and information, please go to guyperryman.com.